this is after Ramadan and one question that has been repeatedly asked is whether zakat can be used to help non-Muslims. And the background to this one incident is this, that um, there was a doctor in Pakistan and he was uh, on emergency duty and it was the middle of the night and a man was brought in. There was no indication of who this man was, um, what his name was, where he came from, what his religion was and so on. And uh, the doctor immediately set about treating this man and his life was in danger. So he uh, uh, took some medication uh, from a cupboard which had medication that was donated for charitable use and he used that medication to treat that patient. While he was doing that a nurse came in and she recognized this man and uh, she saw that the, the cupboard was open uh, which had charitable uh, donations, medicine bought with charitable donations with zakat to be specific and she started fighting with the doctor. She said, I recognize this man, he is a Christian and you have used medicines purchased with zakat to treat this Muslim. So you have also become a kafir. And she reported uh, him to uh, the uh, NGO, the non-governmental organization that had uh, donated uh, that zakat, uh, those medi medicines and she reported him to the hospital administrator. There was a whole inquiry. There was a whole inquiry. What amuses me, if amusing is the right word, is the fact that in Pakistan every year thousands of people die because of medical, negligen uh, medical negligence and there is no inquiry. People just say it was God's will and end the matter. But this doctor uses a uh, uses some medicine purchased with zakat money to treat a Christian and there's an inquiry by the hospital administration. And uh, then uh, he met this, uh, the head of this NGO at some function and this guy told him, now I know who you are and I'm going to have you killed. And he started receiving death threats. And eventually he had to escape to United States and he claimed political asylum there. Anyone who wants more details than this can go and read them in the Guardian. Now this is 
from a common sense point of view, from a humanitarian point of view, complete and utter nonsense. Is this any different? Is this any different to South Africa during the time of apartheid? If a black person had gone in and he was dying and he needed blood and the doctor opened a cupboard, took out a bottle of blood donated by a white person and gave it to that black person or that Asian or that Muslim. If that doctor was hounded, if there was an inquiry about him, we would be up in arms saying apartheid, apartheid, apartheid. Discrimination, discrimination, discri discrimination. Look at these Christians. They killed a black person, they killed a Muslim, or whatever this man's religion may be. But when we do the same thing, we try and justify that. So let us look at what the Holy Quran has to say about this. And we start with chapter 9, verse 60. Which says, Inna mafadaqatu lil fuqarai wal masakini wal qamilina alayha wal muallafati qulubuhum wa firriqabi wal gharimina وَفِي السَّبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَابْنَ السَّبِيلِ فَرِيدَةً مِنَ الْبُلَاهِ وَالْبُلَاهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ زكاة This is in brackets. The actual word is Charity, sadaqat. Charity, zakat is only for the poor and the needy and those em employed to for its administration and those whose and those whose hearts are made to incline to the truth and to free the captives and those in debt and in the way of Allah and for the wayfarer. An ordinance from Allah, and Allah is knowing and wise. I want to come back to this verse of the Holy Quran in a minute, but I want to recite the other verse of the Holy Quran, which is in chapter 60, verse 8, 9, 8. La yanha Kumulahuanilazinalam <laughs> إن الله يحب المقسمين. 
and Allah forbids you not respecting those who fight you not for religion, nor do they drive you away from your homes. Show them kindness, deal with them justly. Surely Allah loves the doers of justice. Now here, God is saying that those who don't persecute you, those who don't drive you away from your homes, these are obviously non-Muslims. God says, show them kindness and deal with them justly. And look at the other one, other verse I recited. Charity is only for the poor and the needy. Would you not be being kind to a non-Muslim who is needy, who is hungry, who is in debt, if you gave them something from uh, zakat that had been uh, contributed? There is nothing in Islam, and my definition of Islam is primarily the Holy Quran. Then the Sunnah, then the Hadith. That stops us from doing this. Everything else that people quote, oh Imam, this one said this, well, Imam XYZ is not God. Imam XYZ is not a prophet. The Holy Quran was not revealed to this Imam. The Holy Quran was not explained to this Imam by the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa Yes, they studied the Holy Quran etc. and they came to a conclusion. But it is not un-Islamic to disagree with their, their conclusion. But uh, I mean, let us look at the uh, the life of the uh, of the Holy Prophet uh, Muhammad himself. One of the categories that is given here, and those whose hearts are made to incline to the truth. So this is not Muslims. People are telling us that zakat cannot be given to non-Muslims, but the Quran says. Those whose hearts are made to incline to the truth. So they have to be non-Muslims. They cannot be Muslims. But they are interested in learning about Islam. There is nothing in here that says that they are going to become Muslims. They are interested in Islam. They want to learn about it. And if they have any problem, then you help them. The problem may be. You, you see, let, let, let's take uh, uh, another category. It says, the captives, let's look at the captives. And let's look at the Holy Prophet's example in how he dealt with captives. The first one was Battle of Badr. When captives were taken, the first battle was the Battle of Badr. Question then arose, what do we do with them? And the Holy Prophet said, well, this battle has cost us money. 
we want some compensation, we were attacked. So he said those who were rich, their families should be asked to compensate the Muslim state, the Muslim government for what it cost to defend itself. Fair enough, those people were rich. What about those who were poor or whose families were poor? The Holy Prophet said, okay, they can teach Muslims to read and write and then they will be let free. What about the last category? Whose families were poor, who were themselves illiterate, what did he say about them? He just said, let them go. For the sake of Allah, in the way of Allah, for the sake of Allah. That is also a sadqa. Why is it a sadqa? Because in those days you could take people you capture in battle, put them in the market and sell them and get money. But the Holy Prophet didn't do that. He said, just let them go. This is a type of sadqa. And for the wayfarer, I've skipped one, those in debt. And for the wayfarer, so what are you going to do? And this actually happens in Islamic countries. What I'm about to describe to you does actually happen in Islamic countries. There was a flood and non-Muslims sent medication for Muslims to be treated because the majority of people in that country were Muslims. And doctors, non-Muslim doctors went there to treat Muslims. And a Hindu doctor who works in the UK, he told me that he was put with this, uh, the, uh, this group to go into villages to treat people and the leader of his group was going round saying, recite the kalima. And if someone couldn't recite the kalima, they wouldn't give him food and they wouldn't give him medication. Is this what the Quran is telling us to do? It's saying respect them. It's saying be kind to them. Is this what we are doing? And not only that, not only that, those who he, this person clearly found out were non-Muslims, they were mostly Hindus, he was saying, well, if you want food, if you want medicine, first embrace Islam. If you remain Hindus, you will die, we won't help you. And this Hindu doctor had taken two weeks unpaid leave and gone out to treat those people and he was hearing this. What impression do you think he formed of Muslims and Islam and Islamic countries? Do you think he thought, oh, Islam is a wonderful religion, everyone should uh, uh, follow this religion because its followers 
unless you embrace Islam, they let you starve to death, they let you die for lack of medication. Which one do you think he thought? That Hindu doctor has such a bad impression of Islam, such a bad impression of Muslims, that next time something happens, next time a Muslim patient when goes to him, he will just put them to the back of the queue. I'll deal with him later. This is human nature. People ask us, people ask me, what, what is the problem that we face? The problem we face is that we display exactly those characteristics that the Holy Prophet Muhammad had come to dig out of people's hearts. There's an incident when a very famous companion said to another, O oh, you son of a slave, slave woman I think he said, a low-caste woman, something like that. And the Holy Prophet, when this was reported to him, his face went red with anger. And he called this illustrious com companion and he said, you still have a seed of the day of ignorance in your mind and in your heart. Why? Because you don't deal with people in accordance with their ability and qualities. You think just, just because someone's mother or father are slaves or poor workers, cleaners, this somehow lowers their dignity, their status. And we see this, we see this in Pakistan. We see this in Pakistan. There's a lady who earns a living by stitching and sewing. She couldn't find a suitable person to marry her daughter. Why? And the answer she invariably got was this. Well, when people come and ask us, which family does your wife belong to? What do your in-laws do? What will we tell them? That she uh, stitches people's clothes and earns her living by doing that? So do you, do you think this is a very honourable attitude? People have no problem. People have no problem when someone says, well, you know, he's a drug smuggler. Oh, has he got a big house? Has he got a Mercedes? Will he, will he build my daughter or son a separate bungalow, a house in, in Islamabad or bury it out or somewhere? Well, drug smuggling is fine. You have to do something to earn a living, don't you? Or any other crime. He takes bribes. Well, that's okay. 
you have to live in this country. This is all over the newspapers. But our restrictions come, when do they come? When it's distribution of zakat. Then it's important. Our restrictions come, when do they come? When we are talking about the length of uh, the trousers we wear. How far above ankle should be your trousers? What do we give importance to? Ladies go around looking. Oh look, according to tradition, all the hair should be covered. I can see three hair poking out of your chadar or your dupatta or whatever. Your namaz is not going to be accepted. So someone said to me, when I read this news, I was appalled when someone said that this nurse was quite right. Zakat is just for the Muslims. No, it's not. The Holy Quran says it is for the poor. Does it say poor Muslims or Muslimas? It says it's for the needy. Does it say it's for the poor? Uh, it's for Muslim needy and not Hindus or Sikhs or Christians or Jews or whatever other religion that there might be in the world. It says those employed for administration, those whose hearts are made to incline, this is clearly non-Muslims. Free the captives. So what captives would you be freeing? You'd be freeing the captives, of course, they may be the one, your soldiers taken captive by the enemy, but it also can mean the, the captives that you have taken in a battle. Those in debt, where does it say Muslims in debt? Those in debt. And the travellers, where does it say Muslim traveller? In this verse, does the word Muslim occur anywhere? In the other verse that I recited, it's more specific. Those <clears throat> who don't persecute you, show them kindness, deal with them justly. This is specifically about non-Muslims, that if they don't persecute you, then you show them kindness. How can you show them kindness? If they are hungry, you feed them. If they are in debt, pay off their debt. If they are travelling, try and accommodate them. That was the whole point that God raised a mujaddid in the last century. Because people had left the Holy Quran, people had left the, hadith, the Sunnah and the Hadith. No one bothered with these things. They just said, this Malvi said that, that Imam said that, that Allama said this, this is enough for us. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib, Hazrat Masih he took us back to the Holy Quran. He took us back to the practice of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. And it is for us to keep on repeating and reiterating what Hazrat Musim taught us and the interpretation 
of Islam, the only interpretation that is acceptable and that will be successful in uh, this time and uh, in this age.